This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Jane Miller, welcome back. Wow, that was very professional of you, I Riley. Know. You know what's what? your middle name? May. Hey, sorry. I don't know. I like said what's your, and I kind of got it. Riley May Dixon. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. So, guys, on. Okay, wait. Let's just not get too overwhelmed, Riley. Welcome back, guys. Welcome so back. good to be back in your ears. It really is. It we, really is. I love podcasting. Me too. They're so. Just- they, and they're a Wednesday and they like break up our weeks They so hit different. Well. They do. Yep. Oh. And you know what's great? On our days that we're recording with a guest, we do the interview yep. straight into the intro. Yep. Like we literally just said goodbye to our guest today that you are about to hear and yep. we're, we're here. That's why it's sort of, if we sound randomly happier <laughs> or a bit more alive perhaps than when, right. yeah, than when we record, um, you know, just our stock standard apps. Yes. That's why. That's why. Weekly highs and lows. Weekly highs and lows. Okay, I'm going to start with my low because we've everyone on the coast and in Queensland, I feel, has been talking about this. What's with the wind? Where is this wind <laughs> coming from? Because I can't do anything. <laughs> it is so windy. I felt my house shaking. Yeah. Shaking. And then I walk yeah. outside, half the bins on the street are fully fallen over. I know. I'm just like, sorry. It's wild. <laughs> it is. T has a fairly sizable car. Yes. It was shaking when we were in it. I was like, what's that noise? It's like, it's the wind. Oh my Right? I love going on my walks. Same. And I didn't even go on my walk yesterday. Same. And I've got this like, I've, oh, I shouldn't have done it, but I've got like half bangs, half not bangs, semi-grown out, you know, situation in my hair. Yeah. And I always rock my hair in a clip. Yeah. Walking this morning, I don't know what was going on with the front of my hair, but it was, I got in the car and I was just... What is going on with my hair? Ultimate first world problems, that being the low of the week. It truly is. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? It's actually a good thing because I've had such a good week. Yeah, that is the low. That the only thing I can think of is the weather. Yeah. And the weather's been kind of great. It's just the wind. Yeah. Dust in my house too because of the wind. <laughs> oh, oh that would just drive you cleaning. <laughs> that would just drive you up the walls. And that really drives me up the wall. Every day I'm like, why is there a leaf in my house? <laughs> I love that. And I'm a very open person. I love having things just open. open. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> Let's move on from the wind. My high of the week, I have honestly been in just such a solid mood for the last three weeks, I'm mm. going to say. And I feel like I was actually thinking about this in the car on the way here. I've had a good two or three months where I perhaps wasn't in the best mood. Mm-hmm. Bit of a funk. I've definitely talked about this in the last few episodes. And I think I've just got, like, I got to that place where I'm like, you know what? Like, it's time to just be better mm-hmm. and do better for yourself. And I feel like I've really, I'm proud of myself because I've 100% done that. And another thing that I sort of had this realization this week is that there are a few areas of my life where I lack a bit of confidence in. Okay. Which is interesting because I feel like overall I'm a fairly confident person. Business, no issues at all. Yeah. Um, meeting new people, no issues at all. Like there's a lot of things I feel like I'm, you know, I don't even really think about. But there's a few things where I'm like, oh, you get a lot of anxiety doing X, Y, and Z. Whether mm-hmm. that's like confronting someone, holding myself to a high standard in a situation, setting a boundary. I, it became really aware to me this week that I'm like, oh, that's a bit weird that you're feeling a little yeah. bit you know, anxious all day because of you know, something simple that I won't talk about. But I'm talking about a very simple task here too. Like it's not something that should make me super overwhelmed. But yeah, it was just cool this week because I was like, you know what? Like no more of this mm-hmm. because you have a choice. You know, I can, I can sit in that and I can be anxious all day over doing a very small task that actually shouldn't be anxiety driven at all. Mm. And the minute I did the thing, I did two things in one day that typically give me a lot of anxiety and I just thought to myself, why yeah. do you let these things get to you? Because every single time they play out in reality, you know, before or sort of, yeah, after, I guess I preempt that situation in my head, it's completely fine. Mm-hmm. And I guess that is anxiety, right? Worrying over what could be. Yeah. Not what, you know, is reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the minute situations play out in reality. So I guess we could just use the example because we used it in this episode coming up. 
of gym anxiety. Mm. And I think this is just a good one because it's relevant to everyone. But how often do you prior to going into a gym feel super anxious around the session, how it'll play out? What if I you know, mess up on a piece of equipment? What if I trip over something? What if I squat funny? What if I, you know, whatever. I think there's so many situations that can play out. But when you go and you get into your car at the end, you're like, oh, oh was that, that it? was fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I stressed about for eight hours of that day. So it's, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's just been cool getting to that place where I'm like, oh, I actually can do this and it's actually fine. It's interesting you say that because I tried my first fit stop class on Monday. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I don't mm. usually get no, you don't. gym anxiety. Like I'm usually pretty like, cool, like we're going to a new gym. Yeah. But for some reason I was nervous and like it kind of mm. took me a while to realize why I was nervous. You know, when you kind of have that like almost sick feeling in your stomach. It's just those butterflies, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> why do I feel like this? I hate not knowing why. Mm. And then it kind of got like to the hour before and I was like, oh, like, and I wasn't even that hungry because I was like that nervous. And I was just like, why am I so nervous to go to this like class, you know, gym? Yeah. And I got there, trainer was lovely, people were pretty nice, walked in. I was just like, oh, okay, started doing the workout. Then it was over. Mm. I was back in my car driving home. And I was just like, like, that is what I was anxious about that entire day. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, isn't it though? And that's where I'm like, no more of this rally. I'm like, you deserve to go to that cafe, go to that experience, go to the class, go to the whatever, as much as anyone else does in the most calm state as you can. And there's no reason that you need to. I think I've always done that. I always think about situations playing out before they actually happen. Anxiety. (laughs) Call it what you want, Riley, but that's anxiety. Um, But I've almost done it as like a defense mechanism. I'm like, okay, if I think about like, okay, this, this is just like a bit of home truth here. This is like kind of embarrassing that I'm saying this, but (laughs) I might even think like, if I'm going to go to say, I'm meeting you, this is such a random example. I'm meeting you in the city in Brisbane. Yeah. Very random example, but I'm like, okay, so when you get there, you might not know where to go, but if that happens, stay calm, do this, do that. Like I think about like, oh, what if you pull into a car park, but it's not actually a car park. And I literally try and think of every scenario, which is anxiety. I'm well aware (laughs) as I'm saying this, but I've never thought of it to be anxiety. I'm like, no, that's just me. Like, you know, preempting things so I can avoid them happening. Yeah. It's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I've always just been like, no, that's like fine. It's yeah. not fun. So I'm moving, but I'm getting way better. Like, and yeah. it's something that I've, I've never found to be like a negative thing to do, mm. but I'm probably slowly recognizing like, oh, probably don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's I a like win. <laughs> I like it. I have a question for you. Okay. That will tie into my weekly low. Okay. Love that. Do you think you're addicted to your phone? I think you're addicted to your phone. <laughs> okay. No. Wait, no. no. Throw me under the bus. Yeah, no. This is like, this is just interesting that you bring this up and that was, I don't know, I just felt like being funny. Um, no, not at all. Okay. See, I can go away for two, three days, no reception, couldn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Do I mm-hmm. go on it sometimes randomly? Yeah. But is my phone 90% business? 100%. Yeah, okay. See, Lately, I've been realizing that I am 100% addicted to my phone and I hate it because I kind of like I spent so much time over the weekend on mm. technology, whether what yeah, you said, this. whether that was like my phone, my computer, whatever. And I'm the type of person who like I always need to be stimulated. If mm. I'm like doing the dishes, I can't just be doing the dishes. Like I need to be watching something, listening to something like something else has to be happening while I'm doing mm. it. Yeah. And I'm realizing that like, no, it's actually good to be okay with your thoughts too. And like I was finding even in last week's episode, I was saying that I couldn't sleep because my mind was so awake. I Mm. think it's because I'm always so overstimulated than when I actually turn off like my phone and have no distractions. My mind's like, now I can actually think. That's the realization I've come to. You know what? So I'm actually proud of you because we've we've definitely like talked about this before. And I remember you said you always have music on, always have a podcast on. Mm-hmm. If you're doing anything, you're always watching YouTube yep. or Listen you're either editing yourself yep. or you're listening. Like, you know, and our jobs are very much like we record this episode, but we're going to listen to it back tomorrow to yep. make sure it's like done properly and we're happy with it. So we have a lot of situations where... We have to film something, edit something, look at something, edit. Like we're always, you know, within our own lives as well. Um, so that's interesting. But I guess, I mean, look at us going. Like we're just going there, aren't we? I'm admitting that I'm like a little anxious mess. And then you're admitting that you're perhaps a I'm little addicted. bit avoidant. Yes, but also mm-hmm. like 
I feel like the other day we went for a walk and I didn't bring my phone because like I was with Sam and yeah. I was like, you have your phone. It's cool, hey? It was good. And then we we went and like drove to the shops and we had Odie with us. So mm. I sat in the car with him while he went into without the shop the phone. without the phone. And I was sitting there and I was like, I feel wrong right now that I am not yeah. on my phone. And I was like, I hate that. Mm. And it's almost to the point where I'm like, oh, if I don't, if I can't see my phone, I feel a bit like, like not anxious, but a bit like, oh, like where's my phone? And for sure, I know what you mean because this, to me, okay, so if we go up the beach, for example, and I know for two days I don't have reception, so I just cannot check it if if I wanted to. I have, my phone dies half the time we're up there and I don't charge it. Mm. So I don't care. Like I don't actually think about it. But the minute we hit that point coming home where the reception comes back in, beep, 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 beep. There's like 120 unread emails, 40 messages, Instagram, Facebook, the client app, everything. And I'm that's when I'm just like, I hate having time off it. Yeah. Because if I have two hours off it, three hours off it, look at all the work I have to do. Exactly. So maybe that's a little, that plays into it a tiny bit. Like if we're yeah. always on it, we're always on top of it. Yeah. But I also think because it is, you know, being online is so much of our jobs, mm. we can often like disguise it as I'm working. Yeah. But like you are, but also like you're addicted. <laughs> Do you find too, if I, I mean, I don't post a heap of Instagram stories, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I went for a walk. I didn't post it. Yeah. Because you, you feel obliged to a sense to just like, you know, can like continually update everyone and you want to post content and you want to create content. So if I look at my stories over the day and I'm like, oh, I didn't post that I was doing this or that or my smoothie and whatever, you feel obliged to always have your phone so you can always show people what you're doing yeah absolutely which is kind of embarrassing to say out loud but it's kind of true it's kind of true and I'm not sure if you noticed because I love when Mm. people like I'm so sorry for being so MIA like I didn't even notice oh 100% (laughs) yeah but I don't know if you've noticed um but I haven't posted stories for like two days I probably have it you did well I noticed because I talk to every day and you're like your Instagram's always there (laughs) so I'm always like oh Oh, but I think I don't notice because I am talking to you every day. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't posted anything, kind of like mm. unintentionally. Like I didn't plan to be like, oh, I'm not going to post anything. What? No, keep going. Sorry, I just remembered something. Okay, we'll get back to that. <laughs> um, and it was just kind of like, wow. Like at the end of the day, I was like, oh, I didn't post anything. Mm. But it kind of felt nice too to like just disconnect sometimes. It does, and I think it's again dropping the expectation of no one else out there is like why are you not posting no. all this stuff? Like we don't have to. No, exactly. It's just a little thing that you just get for yourself. What were you? How high was our photo shoot? We didn't oh. even talk about it. <laughs> you know what? I was like, what? It was my high. Cause I did it was have a straight good, after. It was, yeah, interview. straight after our um, podcast last week, but we had a shoot together. It's more the Airbnb that was the highlight. <sighs> the Airbnb was, was an 11 out of 10. And I booked it for my birthday. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. This I'm, Airbnb yeah. is an Airbnb of drinks. Like I walked out of there being like, if, if my house doesn't look like that, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> Honestly, it was incredible. I walked out and I'm like, so if we're coming here back for my birthday. Oh, absolutely. It was just incredible. And the photos turned out so well. Yeah. Jackie did such a good we need job. need to post them on the um, drink, drink water. water. We do. We absolutely do. Anyway, oh. we will stop Get babbling our heads off. Yes. yes. This is a very exciting episode. I'm actually really excited. We obviously, as you guys would have heard us just say, we have just finished recording it. And yeah. I honestly think it was one of my favorites. Mm. Like it, it was just yeah. incredible. Steph is amazing. She speaks so well. She's so open and raw and yeah. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You can just tell that you're you're really getting her. Completely. And I don't think we need to dive into what we talk about because you guys are just about to hear it. But honestly, such a good episode. So we will jump into that right now. But enjoy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here, well, virtually. (laughs) We're excited to have you on. It's been a little bit of a long time coming. I feel like we've been going back and forth over DMs for a while now, trying to get our time sorted, but we're here, so it's good. Yes, that's the main thing. (laughs) Always. I guess today, Soph and I really want to dive into all things Steph. Obviously, you're very successful. You have a lot going on in your world. Um, But to start off, we would love to just get to know you a little bit more. So do you mind doing a bit of an intro? Just who is Steph and what are you all about? No worries. So yes, I'm Steph Pace. I'm a mum of two girls, Harper and Willow, who are three and five, which is crazy there's so much staffs at that age I didn't even know (laughs) 
it's really scary. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, I run a like my Instagram and my YouTube and a blog called Just Another Mummy Blog, and I started that when I had my first daughter Harper because I felt quite alone and I just feel like I have a lot to share. Like I'm naturally an oversharer, <laughs> so felt like it just happened. And then I have my husband Ryan, and yeah, basically on my platforms I talk a lot about like mental health. Um, fitness organization is a big one for me love label or two (laughs) and yeah basically that's what I'm about and I also have my brand um, my product-based business which is Steph Pace Planners that I started I think it's like it was two years ago now but it feels like longer than that but yeah it's only been up two years and it's just crazy and um, I absolutely love it so it's all about you know helping women utilize their time helping them feel fit and healthy and just like looking after themselves as well love it I've actually got one of your planners and like the big like monthly one coming in the mail and I'm so excited every day I'm like no it's still not here (laughs) I love my monthly planner it's always up on my desk and I get so many questions like where is that big monthly planner from I'm like yeah it is elite they're they're the best They really are. So good, hey. Yeah. So oh, I'm good. so glad you just love it. Yeah, I love it. And I was just saying to Soph before, I agree. I feel like Steph Pace Planners has felt like it's been around for so long. And yeah. I said to Soph, it must have only been a year or so ago that you moved, was it from your garage into a bigger warehouse? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in two years, I started in my garage. Because when I started Steph Pace Planners, I was like, yeah, I'll just like pack a few on the weekend. Just like a couple of notepads, a couple of planners. Because I just, I'm very like, I can be quite, hard on myself and I think I underestimate you know my platform and I guess like you guys would feel the same like you know when you do stories and stuff you just see a number and because you don't get to see them in person like you just you don't realize how many people actually like watching you and Mm. know about your life so when I launched it I was like it like sold out (laughs) within like a couple of minutes and I was like okay (laughs) I'm gonna have to get some more made yeah (laughs) and um so yeah I went from the garage to another warehouse which is across the road and now we're in our second warehouse which is like three or four times bigger and my husband he's a builder I let him have some of it but I'm also like I kind of need to kick him out because I need the room (laughs) we're still going I love that it's a bit of a flex isn't it when you're you're killing it so you're like yeah you can have a little bit of space but not too much (laughs) can't take up too much (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so 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 fun to like work together Yeah, yeah definitely and would you mind just going into a bit of I guess starting your business and you know how that all sort of came into fruition and have you struggled along the way and sort of how has that looked from you going I guess into such rapid growth within your business as well because it has happened pretty quick yeah yeah and it was definitely something like I have never made a product before like when I first started I had no idea what I was doing I remember I was sitting on the couch with my cousins and one of them actually works for me for Steph Face Planners as well now which is cool but I remember like for me even as like a teenager I always loved planners and I'm always like I was so critical of them and I was just like this doesn't have enough it's not pretty enough and you know when you buy a planner, like you always have to add in all these extras and I'm yes. like, no, I want something that has like all of it. Yeah. So basically I just literally said to them, like, what if I made a planner? And they're like, yeah. And then it literally took off. It takes a whole year to make a planner, like yeah. a whole year. Crazy. Yeah. And proofing dates and public holidays oh. is horrible. Like I hate it. Yeah. It sucks. I hadn't even thought of that. So many aspects to it as well. I feel like even oh. writing an ebook is like, oh, that's time consuming. But to consider so many different aspects into the one planner and yours are in-depth, I can vouch for that. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had to like figure out like what I wanted, I found a designer, I had to get a manufacturer and it was so scary like because I was in it by myself and yeah. for me like going from someone who is like you know more on social media everything's online it's not like a product it's not you don't have to think about logistics and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um it was just totally out of my realm like I had no idea what I was doing but Ryan's always been my biggest cheerleader he's like you'll be fine it's really good because I do suffer from anxiety Ryan is very grounding and he's like it's okay like get through this together but um it was it's definitely had its challenges and I'm not one, especially like having quite a lot of stuff, like, well, not heaps, we've got quite a small team, but mm. for me it's a lot because I thought it was just going to be me. Yeah. Um, just like I'm not a natural, I don't like telling people what to do <laughs> besides my kids. So that's been a massive thing for me, like trying to, you know, because I'm naturally such a, I'm a very easygoing person and I'm definitely a people pleaser, which I'm trying to like stop doing that. Yeah. So 
I have had to really step into my power and know that it's okay to, you know, direct people and that, and they know that I am a, a kind person. Mm-hmm. So that for me is personally been my biggest hurdle yeah. and just like the logistics and thinking ahead and just, it's all just like insane. And I'm still, I feel like I'm always chasing my tail, but it seems to be working. So that's good. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Hey, cause recently in the past, few months I've started my own business too going from that kind of like yeah all online like I had social media an ebook so easy to then like having physical products and like a tangible product that you have to deal with yeah dealing with customer service and returns and manufacturers and I'm it's just like (laughs) another world that I was just like not really expecting how in-depth it would have to be but yeah no it's so interesting to hear and it's so true I think I wouldn't even thought of that you know like you know, you think it's your business, but then when you've got other people who are now working for that, it's like, oh, like now I have to tell you what I expect from you. But also like, it's fine. Like you're doing great. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually, I've had a VA for probably four or five months now. And initially I found the same thing. Anything that she did, I'm like, anything you do is perfect. Like no issues at all. And it's really, it's really hard to go from like a one man van and then go step into that and actually have to direct people as well. And I can't even imagine what it's like even having three or four people um, in your corner. But I think like you said, you, you need to sort of move beyond that people pleasing mentality. And I saw, was it this morning that you posted a quote on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love I've, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always found like, even in high school, like I didn't realize I was doing it, but I feel like I was, I would definitely like water myself down around people to make people feel comfortable. And mm. I've always done that till I guess recently, I still kind of do that. I think it's like people call it like being a chameleon. Like you hop into a conversation and you do whatever you need to do just to like make them feel comfortable and you'll yep. say whatever that they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's definitely something I used to do a lot of. And I found like, yeah, since having a team, I'm like, no, it's okay to, you know, have boundaries. And like, I, me and the girls have so much fun. Like, it's great. We're like a family. But I think because I do look after them so well, then they look after me as well, which is like a two-way street, which is really important. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I think even with that people-pleasing as well, it's almost that example of, you know, when you're in a conversation and someone's like, oh, have you met that person? Or do you know what I'm talking about? And you're like, yeah, 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 I get what you're talking about, but you actually have no idea. And it's like, why do I say I get it when I actually have no idea what you're talking about right now? Smile and nod. Yeah, yeah. smile and nod. Like, yeah. And then you walk away thinking, why why do that in those situations instead of yeah. just asking yeah, yeah exactly it's so bizarre it's yeah. so bizarre but I think yeah I'm definitely like getting past that slowly mm. yeah no it's it's good and I think we all can continually work on that but I guess just yeah switching gears a little bit we would love to dive sort of deep into your fitness journey because I know it is a a big one and you've been through a lot of different phases within that journey as well but did you want to sort of start at the beginning and just talk through all the different um, phases you've been yeah been through in your journey Absolutely. Um, so for me, like growing up as a kid, I was always like naturally scrawny. I was just like a string bean. I could eat whatever I wanted and I never had to think about that. And especially as a kid, like that's something you don't want to have to think about. Like I feel like, you know, you shouldn't. Mm. And I think I got into high school and my my parents never had like a lot of decent food in the house. So like I literally, <laughs> it sounds really bad. They Like they had food, like I got fed, but <laughs> it wasn't like. <laughs> grateful, but. <laughs> it wasn't like. There wasn't like cool snacks and like what other people had. And because my brother's actually got Down syndrome and autism, so he's yeah. quite severely disabled. So he'd have to be on like a certain diet. So everything was just a bit like crap for me <laughs> as a kid. I was like, I want the snacks, I want the chips. Anyway, so I kind of went from like, you know, being in that under that roof, getting like, you know, like the really Aussie dinners, like, you know, meat and like veg and that's it or just a bit of fruit on the side. And so I didn't really get to explore much with food. And then uh, when I met my husband, sorry, well, he, then who was my boyfriend, we've been together since we were 17. I love that. Oh. Brian and I. <laughs> yeah, crazy. It's like 14 years now, like, oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, I met Ryan and he's um, actually, his dad's like from Italy, which is funny because they both look so Aussie, you wouldn't know it. And they started feeding me like all these amazing foods and pastas and I'm like oh my goodness this is like so good (laughs) and then I started just indulging indulging Mm. and then you know what it's like you turn like 17 18 like introduced into parties and I definitely got into that whole binge drinking culture for so long like every weekend from I think it was like from Thursday 
even like to Sunday, would just be drinking every single night. Yeah. And then you know what it's like. Then you're eating crap the next day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much that was really affecting my anxiety. Like it was so bad, but I just didn't realize it. Cause like, you know, you're young, you're having fun. Mm. And then basically within, I think I was 20 or 20, yeah, 21. Within one year, I gained 20 kilos in yeah. a year. And then wow. I didn't even realize it. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. at that point, um, because I'm a makeup artist, like that's what I was doing before this thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was going back and forth. I had to like do four hours like travelling a day to do my makeup course and I was eating like, yeah, takeaways, you know, just always like McDonald's and I didn't really notice the weight I gained. Like I felt very uncomfortable. I had chronic headaches, mm. insomnia. Mm. Um, I actually have sleep apnea as well and that got really bad and I didn't realise until someone took a photo of me and they showed me and I was like literally like, who is oh that? my goodness! That's what I look like, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't even recognize myself. And I look back, and like everyone has a different size of healthy, and that's one thing I always stress. Like everyone is totally different, but yeah. for me and my body and my genetics and how I feel good, mm-hmm. that weight and how I was feeling was not good for me. So I remember I went home that night and I said to Ryan, "I'm joining the gym," and he laughed at me because I'd always kind of like you know tattle into the gym here and there. Tabled, yeah. I joined the gym. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, you go for a couple of weeks and then you stop. Yeah. Did you guys ever do that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> yeah. I've always been fairly active, but I totally, totally relate to that. My sister's the exact same. She would laugh listening to this because she's like, yeah, I'm going to run for a week. Now I'm over running. Yeah, I'm going to do this for a week. Now I'm over that. <laughs> yeah, so it was like that. So he, he um laughed and I, with, with that, because I was just so, with me, I do get it, like, I, I'm quite driven, so I do mm-hmm. put my tunnel vision on for things, and I just, like, I don't care, I wanted to do this, mm-hmm. and um, basically, I started having to, like, do a lot of research into healthy recipes, and I was living with Ryan's parents at the time, and they're, like, the most beautiful people, but because they cook such good food, it was really hard, because <laughs> I had to say to them, like, I'm going to cook my own dinners now, and I felt quite rude, but yeah. I just knew I had to do it for me, and I explained to them, like, my health isn't good my mental health isn't good. I need mm. to do this for me. So and I know it's hard. Like a lot of couples could live with like their in-laws and vice versa or their own mm. parents and they feel a bit uncomfortable just trying to say like, mm. oh, look, I'm changing my lifestyle and that's something I just had to mm-hmm. toughen up and I just, I was really like polite about it and yeah. they did get used to it, but that was really hard. But I just yeah. knew like, I'm like, I can't live like this. Like yeah. I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Yeah. I was so done. And you yeah. have to prioritize like yourself. To- yeah. Yeah, and it's just like that was it. I feel like, you know, when people say like you literally have to hit rock bottom before you can go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to realise how yeah, you felt to be like, okay, I need to make a change. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. then I I remember it was my first time in the gym and, you know, like I talk, I've done, actually done a blog on this on like gym anxiety. Like, you know, you get so scared. You're like everyone's mm-hmm. thinking, they're looking at me, what do they think? And I always try to stress to people, like, everyone is just looking at themselves in the mirror. They're worrying about themselves, worrying about what they're going to have for dinner. Yes. Or what they're, like, whatever they're going to get up to on the weekend. And mm-hmm. it's so true. Like, people, I think we always assume people are thinking the worst of us, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And for me, because I felt so uncomfortable and I was very unfit, I just, when I'd go to the gym, I remember I just put my tunnel vision on it. I just would not look at anyone else. I just do my yeah. thing and get out. And I met a PT and she she taught me everything. Um which really helped me because I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> just getting <laughs> it done. Yeah. Having a crack. <laughs> so my phone on like, it was like MySpace days back then. I think I was scrolling MySpace in between. Yeah. So yeah, she really like kicked my butt into gear and I lost just from literally, and I wasn't following a diet, just from eating balanced meals that was smaller than what I was eating before. Because just to give you a bit of background of what I used to eat, I used to eat noodle box for breakfast. Wow. See, that goes against mm. everything So stands for. She hates – like, I'm a, I'm a savoury girl for any meal. I'm like, I'd eat a steak for breakfast if I wanted I to. And she's it. like, that is off. Like, you cannot eat dinner foods for breakfast. No, I don't understand it. I'm like, sweet, always. Oh, it's so funny. But I was terrible. Box. Like, I could mm. – For breakfast. Noodle box. <laughs> for breakfast. And wow. do you know how bad it was? Mm. They knew me so well. They used to always give me like free like sides. They're like, "Hi, Steph," and I'm like, "I'm going." Like, I was bad. Guess who's bad? Bad. (laughs) Just the usual. Number nine, thank you. (laughs) 
love it. Yeah. Oh. And uh, just, um, Steph, just um, touching on um, gym anxiety just really quickly because I know for clients that's a huge issue and it's really scary when you perhaps had a background of even training but you've had a time or a period whether you have had a baby or there's just been, you know, a period where you've gotten out of routine. It is scary to get back into it. You know, I'm a trainer. I've always been fit. I still get anxiety going into a new gym or just a gym in general. Oh, yeah. But even yesterday I joined a new gym and I realized when I got in there, no one cares that I'm here no. and I don't care that anyone else is here. And you often sort of, and I guess that is anxiety, but you preempt situations before they actually play out in reality. So it's sort of trying to push that aside as much as you can and recognize that you were just as worthy as anyone else of actually going into that gym and having a really good session and prioritizing yourself. And I think you're amazing for advocating for that as well. And you're a living example of doing it and, and reaping the benefits of that too. Thank you so much. And it's so true. Like we are all just worried about ourselves. We're all our own main character, like literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. when you think about it, like and when I see people like really trying and coming to the gym like every day and that, you're like, good on you. Like that's amazing. And I think mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like everyone who lives a, a good lifestyle like that is everyone's just so accepting. And I think, yeah, you just need to kind of step out of your own way. And a lot of the time it can be just a lot of things I used to hear from people were, oh, I'll start the gym when I lose five kilos yes. or I'll start the gym when I get fitter. I'm like, that's the point of the gym. Like, mm-hmm. that's why you go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so just start now. Like, that's the whole point of it. And it's it's just, yeah, so important, as you said, that you just don't worry about any what anyone else is doing and just focus on yourself. Because at, at the end of the day, you're the one, you're like, literally, you have to be like your own best friend. Mm. Like, you know, your friend, your friend circle can change relationships can change so if you need to be happy within yourself and be happy within your own company as well yeah completely and from there did you start to head more into competing is that right Mm, yeah so I've got I have a bit of an addictive personality if you guys couldn't tell from my house and my containers (laughs) a little bit of OCD Um, tapping in there maybe A little bit, a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I started feeling really good and I lost – within, I think, three months I lost 20 kilos and that was literally just from eating well. I cut down my portion sizes because they were like the sizes of pizzas, literally. Uh, and I, I had to really learn from scratch because I had no idea how to eat healthy. Like I literally just didn't know. Yeah. And um, trying new recipes every week, just making sure I was eating whole, whole foods, drinking lots of water, and I just cut out like – coca-cola and all that stuff i don't remember the last time i drank coca-cola actually the girls here they love it but i just i just don't like it i drink iced coffee though it's good yeah um sorry i always go off on tangent story of our lives (laughs) we can't stick to one this is like hence why i don't plan anything because i'm like it'll never go in that direction (laughs) there's no point i love that though tangents are the best though i feel like that's where you always have the like the light bulb moments when you go off on a tangent little gold nuggets in the tangents for sure Um, and then, yeah, from there I lost the weight and then my, one of my, one of the people at the gym, I think it was like maybe the, one of the trainers, they said like, you should look into competing. Mm. So like the bikini comps and I was like, oh yeah. And then me being driven and I'm like, well, I've done this. Like, what am I going to do now? Like I want to keep going. Yeah. And for me it was like, it did start as a lifestyle. Like I didn't want it to be a quick fix. I didn't want it to be a fat diet. And I said this to everyone. So I did take it slowly and I was only going to the gym three times a week at the mm. beginning. But then I kind of got more into it, more into it and got addicted. And then I got into competing. I competed, I think I literally was dieting for competing for like two years straight. Wow. It was really, it's yeah. full it was not it? good. No, it's oh, excessive. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, like Ryan, I think it would have been really hard for Ryan because he just literally saw me while I was wasting away. Mm. I think I was on like, they had me on like 600 calories a day. Oh my God. A day. That's like... <gasps> Yeah. Stop. That, that's like my breakfast. Oh, my burritos yeah. are at least Absolutely 800. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I didn't realize that till the end, like when I pretty much finished, but mm. I got into it and um, I just liked the challenge. I've always liked the challenge. Mm. And yeah, but I was, I was so obsessed and I literally, like, I wasn't socializing anymore and I got like, the six pack or whatever and I know like I was looking great for that the stage not for real life but and you know there is people out there that compete and they're amazing and they have that balance but I think for me it's like I feel like it takes a certain type of person to compete so I'm 
definitely not like seeing on the sport, but for me and like the way it was done, like my training and diet back then, it was just horrendous and it just wasn't, wasn't healthy. Yeah. Um, and I actually, my period stopped for a year. Yeah. I was about to say that. I didn't yeah. have my period. It's almost a guarantee, isn't it? And there's so many, and again, it's not to slam competing, but even anyone um, that does physique comps or is in bodybuilding will admit that it's not a healthy thing to do to your body, nor is it sustainable. And for girls, losing your period has is the tell sign that your body should not be at that body fat percentage and it's actually not sustainable in any yeah, any sense of the realm. So there's a reason girls don't walk around with six packs and it's because we're not actually meant to have them <laughs> unless you're perhaps yeah. genetically, you know, de- um, de- um, predispositioned to, <laughs> to have one. So we get there in the end. <laughs> I was like, predisposed? No. What? <laughs> Something. No, it's so true. And yeah, as you said, like even it's a reason why comp day is one day. Yes. Like it's mm. not. Mm, a week even like you dehydrating yourself like all that crazy stuff and I remember and I did pretty well like I was in calendars I was like Miss December and all this fun stuff yeah (laughs) and I look back now I'm like well it looks like a different person like this is crazy (laughs) and it was hard like because you know obviously when you come out of that you're, you're literally restricting your body for like for a long, long time and I did like four comps in a row so that was really full on huge yeah and yeah, it was just so full on. And then when you come out of it and, like, as soon as you eat, like, your body just grabs to anything because it's like, I'm yeah. so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> and exactly. um, it was hard because I remember, I remember looking, even now, like, I look back at photos and I remember in that photo me saying, like, oh, look, I've got, like, a bump there or this and that. And it's just, yeah. like, it makes me so sad that I used to think that way and, you know, and like there's girls out there that literally do things like that. And it, it's devastating because when you think about it, what's the point of literally slogging yourself to have abs, but you're not, you can't even enjoy them. Like you're not enjoying your life. Yeah. Like, so what's the point? Mm. So you're going to just be by yourself at home, eating your chicken and broccoli with your six pack by yourself, mm-hmm. having a shit time. Like that doesn't sound very fun to me or fulfilling. Exactly. You know? And yeah. that's the thing, you know, you hear a lot like, oh, you know, there's, this is what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. But if you're not enjoying your life, like what's the point in having what's a six pack point? or what's the point in being like, oh, I love my body. And even, you know, as you said, you were comp prep, like prepping, you were comp mm. ready and you were still noticing things in your body like, oh, there's a bump there. Oh, I don't love that. Like mm. that's just evidence that it's never actually your body. It's fully your mindset. Completely. And you'll never like, I don't know. I don't think anyone's ever like, yes, I am like, this is just perfect. You know, like everything's yeah. just incredible. You yeah. know, you've just got to live and like your body will fall and obviously eat healthy and, you know exercise but your body will fall into how it's supposed to be and if you have a period and if you're enjoying life Mm. and if you can easily go out for dinner with friends and not even think about like I think that's truly where you're supposed to be completely and I talk about this a lot (laughs) we've definitely spoken about it on the podcast but so often if you think about your core values and what you prioritize in your life being skinny or losing weight is not in your top 10 hardly ever so many of our goals are i want abs i want to lose x amount of weight i want this i want that and then it's like okay what do you like what what are your priorities oh work my relationships my kids my this my that all these different things okay so you didn't mention losing weight so why is that your main focus and Mm -hmm. if we really want to be our happiest you know um happiest healthiest everything version being your smallest was is not it so Mm -hmm. stop striving for that (laughs) Absolutely. Mm. And it's this, you're not in alignment. As you said, you like in those two years, I missed out on so many experiences I could have, you know, it's all well and good. Like it is fine to go out and have a couple of wines with your girlfriends or whatever. Like yeah. you can't miss out on life. And it is, it does make me really sad. And I like, I don't regret it because I've learned so much from it. It has yeah. definitely taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about food and training. And then I did my PT course. That was actually after half I was born. But and it's kind of funny too because I remember even in front of Ryan and I was like young, I didn't have kids yet, like everything was perky and I'm like, woo. <laughs> but I was, still self, I was still self-conscious in front of Ryan. And then after I had kids and he literally witnessed me having a baby, <laughs> saw you know, like saw it, he, um, I was more confident in front of him than I ever been before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Like, and I think once you really look at the big picture, 
and not you're not just staring in the mirror 24 7 you're like oh my god there's so much more to life that has like that that can give me like I could have a family I can literally like every human every female on the planet has cellulite and has stretch marks and who gives a shit like oh honestly (laughs) yeah yeah I could I could talk about this for hours because it's so it can't be the thing that we're focused on if everyone has that why are we so why do we even talk about it well where when did it become a thing to talk about it in a bad way yeah like when when was I like oh silly white so is bad like what now having eyebrows is bad like it's yeah. the same thing yeah, yeah it's that actually I was about to say so when I was in high school it was like the like the like 2000 yeah. like no eyebrows phase. I was literally about to say having eyebrows like this would have been like bad or not like not feminine so it's like yeah as you said when did that become a thing and I feel like we're definitely shifting a lot now into embracing absolutely everything and I think that's absolutely amazing and that is where we want to be and I've got two daughters like I want to be the absolute best role model for them and I'm always making sure when I'm talking if I'm talking about my body in front of my kids I'm saying my body's healthy I'm strong and I love that the girls like they literally because I exercise in my like my little garage gym and they like have little mini dumbbells and they like work out with me and it's it's so cute yeah and I remember I remember Harper asking me like you know oh mommy why why are you always exercising and I think a lot of people would easily say like oh mommy wants to lose weight Mm. But instead, mm, I have always said, because it makes mommy feel good. And that yeah. was the biggest shift for me mm-hmm. with my exercises. Before, when I was training for comp, I was doing it. I was slogging myself. I wasn't even enjoying it. And I was, I had no energy to bloody lift anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I was crap. And then as soon as I, you know, got out of that and literally it took me years and years and years to get out of that mentality of I have to be this way. I have to have this. I remember still trying to figure out my body fat percentage after comp. I'm like, why why does this matter? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like so- am I gonna put that on my resume? Like, oh this much percent body fat no you're not <laughs> yeah and I think a lot of the time too ignorance is bliss you know if you want to know your body fat percentage and you strive knowing your weight every day and stuff like that incredible but I know for me what I roughly sit around and if I jump on the scales and that happens to be a kilo heavier one day so be it <laughs> because I was happy before I jumped on the scales and we put a lot of um yeah a lot of expectation on what we think we should look like or what we think we should be but ultimately health and fitness has to support your life and it doesn't need to be your life and I think there probably is still a bit of a culture of it but it's almost like if I'm not all in if I'm not training x amount of times per week if I'm not walking x amount of steps per day and if I'm not tracking everything I do then I'm not healthy or I'm not fit or I don't prioritize my health in that sense but I mean I don't (laughs) like I I go with the flow and Honestly, I'm my happiest when I'm doing what feels good for me and just prioritizing my mental health. And when you think about your life as a whole, you never really come back to your body fat percentage or your weight. You know, you want to be as help. And I'm sure even Ryan, you know, thinking back to all of your bodies that you've been through in that whole time, did he love you? (laughs) You know, know, did he love you any more or less at any stage? No, he just wants me to be happy. And when I when I remember that actually. When I stopped comp, it was a week out from comp and I trained for this so hard and I remember I was like ready to step on stage and I remember having zero energy. I went to brush. I still remember it. It's like ingrained, like it's in my brain. I went to brush my teeth and I literally didn't even have the energy to brush my teeth and I just started crying because I literally had no, no, nothing left in the tank. I had nothing. And I broke down and cried and I was depressed and I said to Ryan, I said, I'm not doing this anymore and he's mm-hmm. like, good. Yeah. And that was it. And I still, I went and supported my friends that did it. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, you could literally just step on there. I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. Like I, I'm i here to support you guys, but I'm like, I'm done with this. Like this yeah. is just, I'm on to a new chapter now. And I was just so glad I did. And then we, we actually went on, we like got married and then we had babies. And, and like, as you said, with the whole scale thing, I'm like, why are we so worried about, it's literally our relationship with gravity that number <laughs> That's literally what it is. <laughs> How much that. water we drank if we've been to the bathroom that day? Like what time yeah. of the month is it? It's so – it's a non-issue. Yeah. Like have I done a poo yet? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I also was – as you were kind of talking about like I guess 
finishing comps and deciding that for yourself, was it tough to see your body going from comp ready Mm -hmm. to then getting back into just normalcy? Because I know a lot of people and a lot of our listeners go from restricting into just, you know, eating Mm -hmm. what their body needs and, you know, seeing some weight gain. And that can be tough sometimes. How did you deal with that if that was tough for you? And do you have any tips on kind of like accepting that? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, yeah, because obviously I did a fair amount of comps, but I think when I was this fully done, because I did, um, I was on such a low, like, sorry, my brain, I was on like, my diet was like literally like 600 calories a day. I did a lot of research into it and I started like reverse dieting just like myself, but I wasn't too hung up on it. I just kind of would just be like, okay, I want to gradually increase um, how much I'm eating. And I literally just because I was just in such a depressed state when I finished, when I decided I was done, mm. um, I just decided, like, you know, I'm not going to get to being 80 years old and look back at my life and just be like, I was just crying in the mirror every day over nothing. And then once I'm finished, I'm not going on stage. So why keep putting myself through that? So my mind shift completely just like, and it did take time, 100%. It took time for me to shift to, okay, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel good. I'm going to eat this because it makes my body feel good. I am going to go and have a pizza with Ryan on the weekend because this is my life and I need to enjoy it. And I think for me that still did take time and it's not something that you can just quickly fix. Like you can journal and meditate all you want, but it does take time. And I think just embracing all of you, and I think for me personally too, like the biggest change was having kids. Because when you have a kid, you literally see the big picture and what's actually important. Mm -hmm. And it's even like you just don't stress about the little things as much anymore Um, because you're like, I've got this human I have to keep alive. And, like, women's bodies are insane. We make human beings. Like, we actually make a human. I honestly don't understand it. We talk about it all the time. (laughs) My sister just had a baby and she's, um, yeah, she's fairly young and I – I'm always just like, how did that create that? And then you guys are like each other. And I'm like, the whole thing is just mind blowing to me. But I'm like, I just think she is like a living legend. I'm like, you are incredible. (laughs) Like, it's so cool. It's insane. And I think, yeah, I think, as I said, it does take time, but really focusing on, as you said, trying for me, I actually just started doing more yoga because it's really helping me like de-stress and I always had the mentality like when I work out I have to like smash myself Mm. I have to do heaps of squats I have to do this and it's like no fitness and health look different on everybody Mm -hmm. absolutely everyone it could be going for a walk it could be dancing in your lounge room it could be just literally like stretching before bedtime like everyone's different and as you said like you just have to do what's good for you and really focus on, on how things make you feel. And for me, a big one was I sh- instead of me having like weight loss goals, I sh- shifted to fitness-based goals. Mm. So like I want to be able to run this. I want to be able to lift this. I want to all that type of thing and like do this many push-ups. And that really helps switch the gears in my brain a bit for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I often say that if you focus on performance-based goals, the physical change will always come as a byproduct because your focus isn't on weight loss you know if you are squatting and you're like i'm doing this because i want to be skinny oh my god who wants to squat it's like when you have those performance-based goals everything becomes just easier and more seamless and it's a lot more motivating to train when you're having more of a positive mindset around why you're actually eating a certain way or you know doing a certain thing compared to yeah focusing on physical change all the time because it'll happen and even for you, you know, you've been through so many different stages in your body even and every stage has been temporary and you've experienced that. You know, you've been lean for a period of time, you've been postpartum for a period of time, you've been pregnant for a period of time, mm. you've gained weight for a period of time, you've been a lean teenager for a period of time, but at no point, <laughs> you know, but at no point in that journey have you been the same. So it's accepting that, you know, your body is forever changing. And even if, you know, we get to a really lean body, that's not going to be forever. So you have to learn to love mm. yourself from within because your physical body will change. You know, one day we'll be 80. Our bodies will not be the same as they are right now and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And you're going to look back at your photos and I, you guys probably have done the same. Like, you know, when you look back at certain photos and you remember feeling like you're in a dress and you're like, oh, I felt so crap in that dress. And you look back, you're like, I look bloody amazing. Yes. Like, look how good I look. Oh my God, absolutely. I look back at photos <gasps> from a few years ago when I knew I was so unhappy being like, I still need to lose this. I'm still not that. Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding you yeah. look incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. You're like, what why didn't mind? I post that photo at the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And it's really sad. And it's like, I always think too, like I'm trying, like even in business and, you know, you guys will probably feel the same, like, you know, being out there in social media, out in the public, it is quite easy just to like put yourself in the comparison game. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like you just, you know, you have to just be your authentic self. And I feel like for me, when I'm feeling, you know, giving myself that rest and focusing on, you know, giving myself that self-care and I just step fully into my power and like this is literally who I am Mm. and I share that, I feel like so aligned to who Mm. I am. Like even the other day I remember I – because I'm just – like I literally – you would see my stories. Like I go on my stories and I look like a homeless person. But I'm like I just don't care. I've got kids, whatever. And (laughs) I remember I showed – I've got really bad varicose veins in my legs Mm. and for me – I had them actually too when I put on the weight. I'm just genetics, but they're really bad. They literally, like, they're shocking. And I've got, like, spider veins. And I even had them as a teenager in high school. But I showed them in my stories. And the amount of women that, like, reached out to me and are like, oh, my God, thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. Like, because no one really, like, you know, it's getting better, definitely yeah. getting better. But I feel like you just own who you are. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> And when you create that transparency, especially, you know, being online, if you're transparent with your audience or with family members or whoever, what have they got to say? What have they got to pick on? Like, I know I've got veins. I'm showing you. They're right here. Like, you want to look at them? Here's a photo sort of thing. And it's it's true. You know, if you're hiding parts of yourself in any area of life, there's going to be anxiety around your true self showing at some stage. But, you know, I've even spoken to a lot of clients and girls that suffer you know, eating disorders or disordered eating of any kind and they feel really consumed and almost scared of their themselves mm-hmm. and their eating disorder because it's like, I don't want anyone to know, but they find so much freedom and just opening up and saying like, you know what, I do, I do struggle with eating and I do um, struggle with binge eating and I have this thought and that thought and the minute they just put it out there and yeah. you know, just tell their friends, tell their family, they're like, there's, they can't judge me anymore because mm-hmm. I'm just being real and I've let them know what's happening and there's so much so much freedom in that for sure. Yeah. Well, I, um, I mean, I've said this multiple times on the podcast in the past, but I definitely went through like disordered eating, binge eating. And mm. I remember I kept it a secret because I was so ashamed and I did not want anyone to know about it. Yeah. And I remember the first time I opened up to Sam, I was just like, wow, it almost like detached me from it. Yes. I was like, that's not me. It's something mm. that, yeah, I'm struggling yeah. with, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, it's, that is what like something clicked in my mind then where I was like, okay, that doesn't have to be me for the rest of my life. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's like, it's like, um, you know, things that you may have done in the past, like past traumas or things that may have happened to you, like acknowledging, accepting, like, yeah, that happened like to me. And I've learned, you know, like I call, usually you say it happened life. Life happens for me, for me to learn lessons. It's like the comp thing. I went through binge eating and disordered eating as well for a long time. And it's just, yeah, like completely owning who you are. And I feel like even like as a mom, I got like postnatal depression and I was in a really dark place. And me just opening up to that, like literally just feels like a weight's been lifted. And then you can use all that energy, that mental energy, and you have that clarity. You can actually focus on little habits and things you can do each day to make yourself feel better. Mm -hmm. So you're just not carrying all that luggage around with you. Exactly. There's there's so much power in that when it comes to every aspect of life, I feel, whether it's business, um, body image issues, eating disorders, depression, all these different things. The minute you create that transparency, it is for sure, like you said, it's that complete detachment and you feel like, oh, this no longer owns me. I don't, I am not my postnatal depression or I am not my binge eating disorder or I am not the girl with cellulite or whatever it is that you've put labels on yourself. Even I remember back in the day when T and I probably first started dating, if I ever felt self-conscious, I was like, try and hide myself, put a jumper on, wear longer leggings, Mm. like whatever that might've been. But the minute you're like, oh, I've got cellulite and you might be like, oh yeah, but who cares? And then you're like, oh, okay, that's not a thing anymore then, you know, yeah. because you've just created that that conversation and it's it's no longer a thing. And so you're like, oh, all right, <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's yes. just like, as I said, with like how when I was at my, my leanest and all that stuff and I was still self-conscious to be like, to even to be naked in front of Ryan, I was like, oh, don't look, like don't look at me. And then as soon as I had babies and like I was like, I, you know, just you saw literally everything and, I wasn't nearly what I looked like before. I had a postpartum body, like, yeah. you know, totally different. And I think because I just realized how powerful that bodies are. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like I remember literally walking around the hospital after I had Harper and I was wheeling her around and I was oh. like waddling. And I was like, 
I'm a bad bitch, man. Like, oh my God, I just made a human. Like, I am awesome. And then from then, I was like, literally, just, I didn't have, I was not scared to show Ryan anything. I was like, yep, this is who I am. And mm. he's met, like, he's like, finally, like, Jesus. Like, yeah. so your partners don't care. No, no. They don't care. They really and they, they love and support you. It, it's almost as though, oh, you're not feeling great. Okay, like what can we do to what can we do to make you feel better? Do you want to go on a walk together? Do you want to start training together? They're just there to back mm. you as well. And it, when the minute you recognize yeah. that, same with friends, family, it's so much easier. And I always think to myself too, like if you're having bad body image, you're suffering an eating disorder or, you know, you're lacking confidence, like what happens if you just believe in yourself? Like what would happen if you just stepped into your power or you just had that conversation or you just joined the gym, you know, ultimately you have, you're the only one that can make change in your life. And if you're not feeling great, but you're choosing to stay there, that's on you. And it's a harsh reality, but you can make that change. You just have to do it. And the minute you do, you know, you you can look at other people and think, oh, their their life is so good. They're so confident. They're so happy. They're so healthy. But equally, we all get up every single day and make the choice to do whatever it is that we do. So instead of making that comparison, just step into that version of yourself and and experience Mm -hmm. it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And like we get, we literally get like big picture talk again, but we literally get one life. Like we got one life. And when you think about it, it. You know, for us now, we're, we're essentially still at the start of our lives, mm. like you guys more so than me because I'm old. <laughs> but we, like, we have so much time ahead of us and it's, mm. like, especially, like, these years right now are the best we ever potentially can feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're going to have the most freedom now Yeah. because, obviously, as you get older, like, you're going to be more restricted. Like, our bodies aren't going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Obviously, keeping healthy and fit is going to make that a lot better i remember going to the gym and i swear there's like 80 year olds that look like they're 60 and i'm like yeah. i'm gonna be you <laughs> <laughs> that will be me everyone knows that one yeah. that one older person gym that you're just like you're a beast that is what i'm channeling right now <laughs> yeah like it's like these are the best these are supposed to be the best years of our life like mm. let's get off the scales get yourself out of the mirror and just do what feels good like mm-hmm. who gives a shit <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Preach. Yeah, absolutely. Preach. I always think I'm like, when I'm lying on my deathbed, it's not like I'm going to be looking back being like, I'm so glad I fit into those size six yes. pair of shoes. <laughs> I was such a skinny legend back when oh. I was 25 or whatever it is. Like, it's, that's just not the reality. You're no. not going to be thinking about that. So I think if yeah. that's just what you come back to every single day, you're going to be doing all right. Definitely. And I heard a quote actually, probably, I don't know, maybe even yesterday, and they said something about if this was the last year of your life, would you be satisfied and happy with your days and how they're playing out? And I think for everyone, if you can sit Love here that. right now, hear that and be like, I'm actually not, make the freaking change mm-hmm. because you owe it to yourself to do that. I yeah. love that. Mm. Yeah, 100%. No, it's, it's so true and it's like, choosing your hard like what's harder you know yeah beating yourself up every day over how you look or you know stepping into your power and going doing some shadow work if you need to like go 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 get like get go do meditation do journaling go see a professional if you need to because a lot of it does obviously I feel like a lot of people that have a lot of these issues they do need that extra support and I think they're just too as you said they're just too ashamed or scared to to reach out because they just label themselves as that. So I think, yeah. And I think like you guys are so great at, you know, normalizing this and just like being super honest mm. about it. So I think, I do think we're in a heading in a really good direction. Definitely. And I hope that like when my girls are older, they can really just embrace themselves for who they are. Yeah, Definitely. It's absolutely. an exciting, yeah, it's an exciting time frame. But I feel like that was such an amazing conversation. I feel like I got a lot of value from that. So it's awesome. And Steph, at the end of our episodes, we always give recommendations. So we are putting you on the spot here. Feel free to recommend oh, your go. own products. <laughs> but if the like oh. two or three recommendations, even one, do you have anything at the moment that you're like, yeah, that's it? It could be anything. It could be like a TV show. It could be a food. It could, could be, be a product. Yeah. Planets. I would definitely, I would definitely say, <laughs> um, definitely. So if you're really struggling, like mentally would definitely be the write it out journal. Like obviously that's my product, but basically it. it's like different prompts every day. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that great? It's and so I think, I think people, it's like meditating. People think it's like this big thing and it's too scary and I can't do it. Like I just won't be able to do it, but it's mm. the same as journaling. I think people like, 
what do I write? What do I do? And yeah. that's why I'm, I spent like a year making it and it's got like the start of it's got self-discovery and ask you about like, you know, you when you were younger, like where you want to be, like careers, your relationships. It helps you like really delve into who, who you are and then it gets into like your daily, you know, your prompts yeah. and it's different every day. And I think that's really important to have, you know, think about things every day because a lot of other journals are the same thing. So that's mm. why I wanted to make it different. Definitely. And definitely I got this app. There's two apps I'm going to recommend. Okay. Um, one is called Down Dog. Yeah, Down Dog. So that's a yoga app. And I've been using that just to like you can set your time and like your what you want to focus on. Oh, so that's been like really that. good for me, especially when I'm like anxious. Mm. I'll just like and the girls do it with me. It's really funny. Actually, I made Ryan do it. He's so like not flexible. Men, but, men stretching is it, just a whole new another thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. And it's yeah, called Down Dog. And then there is an app. I think it's called Breathe. Let me just check my phone. And it's basically for me, obviously, because I have um, anxiety. And I think at the moment too, like with the planner season for us, this is like a really crazy time. Mm-hmm. And I've been, and, you know, this, we've been in lockdown for like 13 weeks now. So it's called Breathwork. And you can like choose it's like two minutes and you can choose like calm, awake, recharge, and it just takes you through a breathing exercise and it's so good. So they're my recommendations. That's I love awesome. It. Yeah, we'll pop them in the description box um, below because I think I need to get onto the breath work Me one. too. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself just kind of sitting there and you kind Very of go, cool. and you're like, whoa, I actually need to breathe. <laughs> or your watch says take a breath and you're <laughs> like, am breathing? I not breathing? <laughs> Literally. So, so, so true but yeah. yeah honestly girl so good yeah, yeah we'll absolutely. get on to it no amazing but thank you so much for joining us Steph it's honestly been amazing and we appreciate you taking time out of your day to touch on all of those topics I know our audience will get so much from that so thank you so much thank you so much for having me it's been so nice amazing thank awesome. you thank you <laughs> thank you All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Steph is honestly incredible. And I mean, you definitely got so much value from that. I feel like I got so much value from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, such a good interview. We hope you enjoyed and we appreciate you guys um, with all the love on Instagram and everything at the moment. It's it's so cool and we appreciate it so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. We'll make sure to link Steph's links in the show notes along yep. with ours if you wanted to check any of them out. But yeah, appreciate you all. Hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.